Boneheads. My name is Doug and I love minis. This is Doug Loves Minis. Coming to you from a rental car. What kind of car is this, Graham? Doug, we're driving a delightful Chevy Malibu, which we've driven in the past. Nice four-door sedan, big trunk, and uh, XM Satellite. We were listening to the Pearl Jam station earlier. I know, I can't believe we have to turn the Pearl Jam station off to do this, but, you know, the sacrifices we make. Well, we're all going to get through it. We're all going to endure. We're driving from Washington, D.C. Uh, we were just there doing some shows at Benson Ball, and I, I got to say, we shut it down. And um, and we're going to Ashburn, Virginia, and my guests today are uh, the driver of the vehicle, Graham Elwood, and the uh, passenger seat rider in the vehicle. Longer sentence. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, you should always get introduced this way in clubs. This guy rode in the passenger seat on a Douglas Mini. Uh, it's Rob Cantrell. All buckled in. Also yeah. here. All buckled in, safe. Super buckled. That's the name of your next album, right? Yeah, safe. All buckled in, child lock doors. On lock. Uh, riding shotgun. Uh, Doug was nice enough to give me the shotgun. We're checking it all out. Enjoyed the Pearl Jam. Glad to be here. It's uh, it's easier to record everybody from the the the, the uh, bitch section of yeah. the back seat. Um, but you got a lot of room back there. You got your own back seat, so it's kind of like you're running. Oh, so shower. now you're kind of thinking that you're a little jealous that I gave you the front seat. No, no. Wish no, no. you were back here. Just putting a positive spin on all of it right now. Because there's always the ride back to the hotel, Rob. <laughs> I can get it in the back seat. That could be good. Stretch out. Oh yeah, you can get uh, some Z's. I will, as driver, I, a shotgun must be called, and if it's yeah. called at the same time, it will be settled by a Rochambeau. Rochambeau. I'm, 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 I'm bad. How about why don't we settle it with rock paper scissors? <laughs> <laughs> so these dudes are going to be my co-interrupters uh, tonight at the Alamo Draft House uh, in Ashburn. We're we're going to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From 2003, uh, the one with Jessica Beale. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Jessica Beale. So you do a lot of pre-research, right, Rob? I checked it. I was all psyched <laughs> for the original, but then I did check it out. It's 2003, which I don't know much about. I'm excited to see it. It's like the original one, but you know, made more recently and with more of a sense of, uh, you know. Uh, Camp is, or like is, ironic or no, like a, a no, movie? no, just a business move. No. Like this title is famous. Let's let's make more of this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like nothing's gonna top how scary the original is. I, I saw this one, I think, ten years ago when it came out, or maybe I didn't. Or maybe I just saw it on HBO or something. But it's you know, it's got a lot of the elements that are clear. You know, truly frightening. You know, like someone chasing people around with a chainsaw is always scary. Always. Yeah, we're heading to toll. Oh, listen, guys, um, I forgot to bring cash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I haven't had, we haven't had a rental car in forever that had the Easy Pass. It's starting to drive me nuts. Yeah, come on, rental car company, have the Easy Pass in the car so we don't have to uh, stop and pay dollar twenty-five or ridiculous. how much is this one? Buck seventy-five. Buck seventy-five. Buck seven. All these other people, they just cruise right through because they got easy pass. I only got two lanes open for full service. I don't even have coins. Like, it's a bunch of jags. Fuck this. Turn the car around. We're done. <laughs> I think this is going to be my first movie interruption on a film that I've never seen. 
Oh. Every interruption I've ever done. You saw done. Dirty Dancing? Of course I saw Dirty <laughs> Dancing. Come on. Nobody puts, Come on. Nobody puts Baby in a Corner. I saw Kevin Fever for the first time when we did it in Yonkers. And uh, it was enjoyable because I wouldn't watch that movie, you know. Right. And then, you know, I, I don't think I would make this, watch the remake of uh, Texas Chainsaw, but now I'm psyched to do it. Yeah. Because we've got microphones and they have nachos and chicken fingers. <laughs> and uh, I don't like watching and a horror a crowd movies. that yeah. actually enjoys your comments, which is nice. Yeah, I'm not a big horror. I don't like going to horror movies, but this under this format, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I never, uh, Cabin Fever, I think if I was alone, would totally creep me out. I wouldn't understand it. But uh, amongst comedians and microphones, it, it makes for, uh, for a good banner. We interrupted uh, The Conjuring um, a week or so ago at uh, Cine Family in L.A. How you doing? Good. And how did that turn Ask out? Ask him what his favorite movie is. What's your favorite movie? You don't have one? <laughs> All right, get get one. We'll be back later. All right. Wow. He acted like well, yeah, that was the most insane question, but he had a big scar on his scalp. Maybe there's a memory issue going on. He should love movies. That's a but good I, I wouldn't be able to blurt ever. out one movie if somebody said, name your favorite movie, but I just couldn't. I wanted to ask him something. I couldn't think of a better question. Um, yeah, so we saw The Conjuring. PG-13 horror movie, which is, those are never scary. And Kumail and Jonah... <laughs> We're both genuinely frightened by it. <laughs> Even sitting there with microphones, because that's the one thing to me, like holding a microphone and making jokes kind of, it really deflates the, the scares quite, you know, quite a bit. Right. Like it makes it less scary. But uh, yeah, Gravity is the only PG-13 movie I, I've seen this year, I think, that I, you know, even found s- suspenseful at all. Like once you call it PG-13, you got to have mad skills as a director to make it scary because you can't have, you know, too much violence, you know. Like, Dark Knight was really intense and suspenseful, even though it was PG-13. Does the original Psycho still scare you? Yes. That shower scene? Yeah, it's not that gory. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. I saw that on a big screen, a re-release of it, and it is still... It's hard not to think of having a knife plunged into you a bunch of times while you just stand there with your dick out. Because you don't see the knife going to anybody, but you just see it and the quick cuts and then the the sound Sound effects that Hitchcock put in there. It's awesome. But it's also just a cool movie. Like the Anthony Perkins, uh, Norman Bates character is, is, you know, funny and weird and... uh, uh, and there's a, the fun twist that they that they're willing to kill the the name actress very early on like that. And well, that was all. They part made of a TV me. series out of it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. That was not Bates that good. Motel. Bates Motel. Or what is it? All no, right no. Now? What are you talking about? A TV series about Psycho the movie, or a TV series about a prequel? Psycho the movie. <laughs> there's they the Bates Motel is a prequel to Psycho. It's like young Norman Bates before was raised by his crazy mom. Yeah. 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 And then um, there's great there's great like jokes once you've seen that movie in there, like where uh, Anthony Perkins says, "Mother isn't oh how can I say it? She isn't quite herself today." Like there's all these little lines like there that once you know the movie that are hilarious. That Alfred Hitchcock said in an interview, it's his funniest film. <laughs> you know that might be a fun interruption. The original Psycho. Oh, I'm all over that. That could be entertaining. And the um, last scene is pretty intense in Psycho, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it definitely, the, the shower scene's the scare, you know, one of the scariest things that ever happened in anything, so it's, you know, the rest of the movie isn't, isn't as scary, but 
got that cool shot when what's his name? I think it's Martin Balsam falls backwards down the staircase to do that weird zoom on it. Um, you guys want to play some Leonard Malton? Oh shit! Oh yeah! All right, let's play first to two to first to two points, and I'm gonna do it with. We uh, do categories that, that um, it's very hard to get the uh, the people on the show to pick the category, like ones that have been constantly overlooked because people just go, "Oh, that sounds." too hard or too easy or for whatever reason it is they don't they don't want to do it uh, Sam the Mam lost uh, to Ricky Lindholm the other night uh, but he always he tends to when he does lose it's because it's a four person game and uh, he gets locked out you know he gets boxed out and then you should see it like it's the people that were there it's so much fun to watch him squirm because he gets so upset that he can't that can't get his shot you know um so let me pull open the uh, Len Malton. You want to do your plugs now, Graham? Get it over with? Sure. Um, you can listen to my podcast, Comedy Film Nerds. Um, those of you who continually come up to me on the road and say, wow, I never knew what you looked like, you can go to GrahamElwood.com and see photos of me so you can understand what I look like. Or watch Super High Me, your greatest Super movie ever rolled. Or anything. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'll be headlining the Improv in Hollywood, California, Saturday, November 16th. Uh, you can go to GrahamElwood.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And thank you to everybody who came out to the podcast festivals blast. Yeah, and um, so uh, you guys got a date for next year? It'll be the first week or two of October every year. That's just going to be done. So we got a lot. And hopefully in the next couple months we'll lock down an actual date. We're probably going to move venues. Um if this year is any kind of indicator, and last year, that first weekend, the, the weather's fantastic. Perfect. Like, I, I want to keep it the first weekend of October just because it was, the weather is still very nice in Southern California. It's not, it doesn't start turning till late October at the earliest. So we want to keep it around that time, because all the people coming from out of town. Yeah, because they, you know, they want to, uh, they want the weather to be beautiful outside while they're inside watching us dork around. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people who come from out of town came for extra days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go to Disneyland or the beach yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, it's a great uh, great vacation. I I uh, I recommend it, and um, so fun. Uh, yeah, I, I'm psyched about a possible change of venue. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot, having everyone under one roof is great. But that hotel, just two years in a row, kind of dropped the ball on a lot of things. So, ball droppers, yeah. and b- ball dropping in a way that costs them money. It's insane! It's insane <laughs> that I'm arguing with the banquet manager about why he's closing a bar at a party. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out with this contract. I'm like, no, dude, the food ends at 10:30. The bar's till 12. Well, let me see. Yeah. And I'm ha- all I'm doing is I'm, people. I'm handing out drink tickets. <laughs> Which we get charged Like they make money Yeah It was maddening It was maddening what they did Yeah When the guy told me The bar was closed At like 10.30 Or whatever time it was I like I had three drink tickets In my hand I went Oh okay Just put them in the garbage Right next to him I went downstairs To the bar And that's when The nice young lady From Squarespace Bought us all a bunch of drinks Oh Squarespace was so awesome They, they both Jessica and Ryan From Squarespace Were saying At the MailChimp closing night party. They sang at live band karaoke. It's <laughs> awesome. Live band karaoke, that's happening every year. Yeah, that's got to happen. They didn't have that at Benson Ball. Oh, 
That's crazy. Big, big mistake. <laughs> and a techno DJ. You should have live band karaoke everywhere, all the time. What's your go-to song? Did you melt the house down at the Podfest? Mine, but they didn't have the band didn't have it. Next year, I'm going to make sure they do. Is Wanted Dead or Alive? So I sang it a cappella. <laughs> <laughs> is the band watching you, or do no, they did they take a break? They actually jumped in and were like, they started just sort of playing a little bit, backup, and then uh, it was it was fun. What about you, Doug? Did you get up there? No, I don't. I don't karaoke. But a live band, like do a Nirvana song, Teen Spirit, you ever sang that? The live band makes me more nervous because it's, uh, you know, uh, there's there's more pressure to be good than to just some crazy karaoke machine. But in that in that in that scenario, you just need to be entertaining. Well, that's the other thing is those songs go on for too long. If it was half the song, if it was like American Idol where it's only a minute of the song, (laughs) then I would be more into it. But when you have to go through the whole song and like, you know, you got to really put on a show, especially, you know, jaded karaoke crowds. They, you know, they'll just talk amongst themselves if if you're not, you know, really uh, nailing it. Everyone claps at the end of the song. They do. They give you that pity applause no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, if you suck, they're just glad you're done. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. I like being. I love being around all styles of karaoke. I, I find it uh, very entertaining. Remember that place we found in uh, Hawaii, Graham, where they had uh, karaoke, but it was all um, all Japanese uh, yes. people in the crowd, and all they did was uh, play dice games at their table. And when it was someone's turn to sing, the, they would just bring them the microphone. and They just sit at their seat yeah. at their table and sing the song. And uh, nobody paid attention to any of the singers, but polite applause at the end of every song. Right. <laughs> it was so weird. It was the weirdest. And then I didn't find out until a couple visits to that place that they have uh, they had private rooms in the back too. Private room karaoke is the second, just a close second to live band karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I did that the last night I was in Melbourne last year. And the so, private room. The private room. The private karaoke. Why room. do you think that? What are we gonna ask this guy? What, what are we gonna ask this guy? What's your favorite song to sing at karaoke? What's your favorite? Yeah, song to sing at karaoke. <laughs> what's your favorite song to sing at karaoke? What? Yeah, what's your favorite what? song to sing at karaoke? Yeah, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Well, that's an election of time. Okay. What do? What All right. Say? When you sing, what's your favorite song to sing? When you sing. When yeah. you sing. La la la. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> What's your favorite song? I don't know. There's cars okay. behind Thank us. You. Okay. Thanks, Thank dude. You. That guy was so... He's His life is just confusion. Yeah, he's missing some teeth. And just look like he has no idea. His he, all life he knows is just confusion, front to back. Yeah, <laughs> like, what song do you like to sing? Huh? Zang? Okay. So, hopefully there won't be too much more of that, and we'll we're not going to get lost. How are we doing? Are we on track? We're getting there, yes. Okay. Okay, Rob. Yeah. You ready to pick a category? I'm going to let you go first because Graham's Dealing. trying to figure this out. Yeah. Would you like... Where to go? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> papers, please. That's movies that have the word paper in the title. Or, I know what you did last, 
and that's movies, final films by an uh, actor or actress. Final, final thing they did before passing on. <laughs> I'm gonna go with papers. Or oh. do you, you've done this before, right? Yeah. Three categories. <laughs> or lucky number seven, and that's movies where the same person played the, uh, the same role seven, at least seven times. Right, that doesn't happen that often, so that narrows it down quite a bit, but... Which one of those do you like, Rob? I think we have to go with Lucky Number 7. Oh! oh you weren't going to go with... You were going to go with one of those others. Papers, please, sound fun, but uh, Lucky 7 okay. uh, narrows it down. All right. The year is 1963. Leonard gives this movie three and a half stars. He says about this movie... That it is, it's got plenty of suspense, and it's also got. Uh, it's a very short review that he wrote for this. I'm just gonna say it's got suspense and it's got action, plenty of both. And Leonard lists seven names. How many names can you get it in, Rob Cantrell? This movie's been made seven times. Someone in this movie has played the same role seven times, at least seven times. Um, I would have to say I can name this movie in five names. It's a good opening bid, but look out, here comes Graham Elwood. Negative one. Negative one, he says. Oh, you know this. He thinks he knows it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you seem that confident. I say name that movie. It's Dr. No, and is it Sean Connery? See, that's when I thought uh, Rob might get lucky. It's from Russia with Love. Oh! <laughs> Sean Connery. That's true. He I says, know Bond. I know he says Bond. it's the second James Bond film, so I couldn't have read that clue. He also says it's one of the best. Dr. No is like 1960 or 61. 61, yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, it also, he also says it has one of the longest, most exciting fight scenes ever staged, which I assume is the fight scene on the train, maybe? with Robert Shaw but anyway uh, and not only has Sean Connery played Bond I think exactly seven times maybe eight but Lois Maxwell who plays Miss Moneypenny nice. has been in uh, seven or more of the yeah. films yeah. so she's why I picked that one alright Rob's on the board alright nice but, but Graham but Graham's getting us there safely so who's better <laughs> I think I'm going who's, to Who's more important? Oh, and just to, just to clear it up for people, like, I jokingly said, when we played this seven times category, uh, I jokingly said, you know, what woman has ever played the same part seven times? And so that's when I got people saying Lois Maxwell played Miss Moneypenny, and, of, of course, what's her name? Emma Watson played... Uh, Right. Played uh, Hermione in the Harry Potter movies seven times. And then um, uh, the other one people pointed out is Judy Dench played M seven times. Like, it doesn't feel like she was in that many. It feels like she's just been in the... Three or something. Yeah. The, the three ones with Daniel Craig. But she was she was M in the uh, ones before that with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, she's been M for like seven, at least seven movies. Alright, so that's cleared up. I can get rid of that category forever. It was fun while it lasted. Um, what did I just do? Did I just 
erase the wrong thing? Oh, no, I didn't, didn't do it wrong. I hope the recording's still working. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. All right. <clears throat> Done. Graham. Or wait, who gets to pick? Rob. Gets to pick again, because that's how good he is. What the schmuck suggested Womb Raider, and that's movies where John Voight has sex. Because, <laughs> of course, his daughter grew up to become Tomb Raider. Uh, inconceivable is a category of movies that have infertile women in them. And your third choice is Talk to the Hand, and that's movies that have sign language in them. <laughs> I don't know many films with sign language. Um, let's go with Womb Raider. Nice. Get rid of that one. Because nobody, ever, nobody ever picks it. Uh, you know, everybody raves about his work on uh, Ray Donovan. But this movie is from 1978. Three and a half stars from Leonard. Uh, he calls this movie powerful. And uh, the year is 78. You know, back when John Voight was in lots of movies. Um, powerful. Uh, it won Academy Awards. And it's, uh, uh, he says the movie is mature and gripping. Yeah, sounds like a handy from an old lady. <laughs> and he lists seven names. Oh, we're there already? We're getting off the highway? Yep. Uh-oh. Let's wrap this up. Seven uh, names. How many names, Rob? I could uh, name this film and seven names. He takes them all, Graham. I'll go negative two. <laughs> 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 So, I, say, I swing big. He big. says, <laughs> "He says, name it." You're either gonna get the strikeout, or I'm hitting it yeah. to, to walk off homer. I'm into it, man. Let's play the odds, and I say, name that movie. Uh, the movie is Midnight Cowboy. The names are Dustin Hoffman and uh, John Boyd. The movie is called Coming Home. Oh! And the names are Jane Fonda and John Boyd. I thought you had Damn that for it. real. Rob won, but that was great timing because we're we're here. Do you have any plugs, Rob? Uh, I'm gonna be at the San Francisco headlining San Francisco Punchline November 13th headlining one night. Please come out and then my rap CD. Check it out. Cool. I'll be out there at the end of October, and I'm gonna be at the Ontario Improv in the Inland Empire of California on Wednesday. This Wednesday, Hash Wednesday, if you will, uh, with a special guest who is not in this car. <gasps> Yes, neither of you gentlemen will be there. And um, look for more mini-episodes. I'll put out another one uh, probably tomorrow with some uh, iTunes comments and the uh, audio from the event we're about to go to. This looks like a fun little mall it's look in. Now. It's at the One Loudon Mall. Look, there's a fresh market. There's a mm -hmm. construction. Yeah, this is sweet. It looks like maybe, maybe one of these things might be a hotel eventually. Maybe we can come stay out here. I don't know what the guy that on Twitter was telling me about how hard it was to find. It's right in front of us. Alamo Draft House <laughs> Cinema. Louis, yeah. the oh, and a bar Louis. Okay. This place, I might, I might have to move here. Um, and do you want to name a shithead, Graham, since you lost? 
Um, John John Boehner. <laughs> as always, John Boehner is a shithead. Yep. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug